1: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The Michael Reed Show podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at lmfm.ie In the meantime, believe it or not, the Brexit talks, which have been ongoing since 2016, are still ongoing. And at issue is whether or not the United Kingdom will formally leave the EU with or without what's called a transition deal. Uh, To discuss where we're at, I'm joined by the Minister for European Affairs and Fianna Fáil-TD for me, the East, uh, Thomas Byrne. Thomas, what is the latest
0: Well, it's obviously a very difficult situation. And I suppose, Ken, the first message I'd like to get across again, and we say this time and time again, no matter what's in this deal, uh, there will still be huge changes ahead. And, you know, businesses, in fairness to them, have been getting ready. Lots of businesses, even before this particular crisis in Dover and Calais, have skipped that area and and skipped the land bridge and started using direct ferries as more and more of them to the continent. But all of the preparation, all of the paperwork, all of the bureaucracy, that's going to happen even with a deal. And that's, that's because Britain has left. Uh, the European Union, Single Market Customs Union. Um, But we're still trying to make sure there's a deal that doesn't impose tariffs um, and that there is further cooperation as well on security, things like education as well, uh, if, if it can be agreed. Um, well, well,
1: well, well, just for the benefit of listeners who perhaps are not fully tuned in to Brexit, they know what's happening, but they don't know what it's going to mean to their daily lives. Can you try and just explain in very simplistic terms, if there is no deal, what's it going to mean to the average Joe and Mary in
0: and Meath? First of all, if there's no deal, it won't affect our border on the island of Ireland. So that's the first thing that people sometimes get confused about. So there won't be a border that's dealt with in the protocol dealt with very well by the European Commission uh, and Britain with everybody's interest, I think, at heart. So th- there won't be an issue there. Now, if there's no deal, essentially what that means is that there will be tariffs on goods uh, between Britain and the European Union, between Great, Great Britain, the island of Great Britain, uh, and Ireland. Uh, and that's obviously going to cause serious disruption to business, particularly agriculture, um, and you know will result in higher prices, I think, as well for consumers. And that's not going to be good. Um, so that's what we want to avoid, basically. And I think I would, I would have thought it's what Britain wants to avoid as well. Uh, almost all of its, 98% of its sheep meat sheep is exported to the European Union, that that industry would be completely eliminated overnight, for example. I think the British car industry would be in serious trouble if it's not already. Um, so I think what it would mean really is higher prices. But a lot of the inconveniences that come with Brexit are happening anyway. So, for example, you won't be able to buy British sausages in southern Irish shops at all from the 1st of January, deal or no deal, uh, or ham or a- any kind of prepared chilled meats that would have to be frozen or, or unprepared. and uh, they, They'll be gone. That's, that's the European Union rule. Um, if you're buying online from British shops on, on the island of Great Britain, you're going to have to pay VAT anyway, even with a deal. If there's no deal, uh, you're going to have probably have to pay customs duties as well, depending on the product. So so this there's massive change ahead from the 1st of January. And we see as well, last week, Parcel Motel, the people often use when they're buying online from Britain to have an address in Belfast. They're suspending their service at the moment. Um, and I can't say I blame them because of the uncertainty around the situation.
1: It sounds like an absolute disaster. Um, I mean, they say that the gap on the phishing issues is so. It's so narrow. Uh, For the benefit of people in Ireland, and of course the Irish people are likely to be more adversely affected than British people, um, is it that the EU is playing hardball to try and convince the British that uh, they can't walk away from the EU easily and that in itself sends out a message to Italy and the Netherlands and other countries that might be thinking of leaving the EU? Or is it really about what's called sovereignty over
0: waters? Well, first of all I think that anyone who's thinking of leaving the EU has got to take one look at what's happening in Britain at the moment and the uncertainty and the economic um damage that's happening, I'd say no, no thanks, not for me and I don't think there's any real serious movement in any European country on, on that front. I think we are better together. I think in relation to fish, it's a much smaller part of the British economy, for example, uh, than the sheep meat industry that I just discussed. But it obviously has all the vestiges of um of sovereignty. Uh, it appeals to a certain image of Britain, the ships ruling the waves and all that type of thing. But I mean, some of the figures that we're hearing at the moment in terms of what the difference is between the British and the European position uh, on fish is about the price of a premiership footballer. So so that's what we're dealing with. I mean, in fact, there, there's evidence out there that the, the store Harrods in London has actually worth more financially to the British economy than the entire British fishing industry. Now, having said that, and this is why we place huge importance on fishing as well, it is crucially important in certain fishing communities, uh, and that's that's part of the reason why Britain is is playing hardball on this, but it's also the main reason why we have prioritised fishing as well, uh, to make sure that those uh, communities aren't uh, disadvantaged. So this is a big issue. Now, having said that, Michel Barnier did brief uh, all of our ambassadors last night um, and gave a briefing. Now, I mean, he, he still is of the view that he just cannot say yes whether there will be a deal or not. I think it's good that talks are still continuing. Ursula von der Leyen is clearly talking directly to Boris Johnson as well on a more regular basis and without pre-announcement. Uh, that's good. Fish is still the biggest difficulty. But the thing that Barnier said to our ambassadors was that um, a lot of the other issues are on their way to resolution, like the level playing field, state aid, governance, those type of things. Now, there are so issues outstanding. Um sure. but there's a lot just, of work that's just, been just, done. Just
1: let me ask you a question, Tom, to to sort of localise uh, the dimension on this. I mean, are there implications for fleets operating out of places like Green Ore and Claw Head?
0: Not, not not as not as great I would have thought for the uh, than there would be for the the, the the large ports on the west coast of Ireland, particularly in Killy Beggs and the large ships. I think a lot of the inshore fishers um would probably be okay, but I mean it's all of those communities and it's, by the way it 's not just fishing villages or fishing trawler or the workers or the fishers who are on them it's also the fish processing uh factories as well They're around the country too and there's a there's a, there's a lot of people employed in them so so all of this is based uh, on what on what they on what they need and their needs, and that 's why we're doing it but even for the British fishing industry like they they British harvest an awful lot of shellfish. And they don't eat it. You don't go to British pubs and find a place of mussels on your plate, whereas you do in France and and Belgium, and a lot of that comes from Britain. So all these things are interconnected.
1: Okay, just a couple of more questions before I let you go. Um, uh, Are there signs of any movement at all between the British and the EU Commission?
0: Yeah. There, there, there's no doubt about it. I mean, what, what Michel Barnier told our ambassadors was that there, there has been some movement and there's definitely determination on both sides. Well, I can absolutely say that for the EU, but his assessment is that, that there's determination on the British side as well to try to find agreement. Uh, so so yes, it's the answer to that, and we're down there, it seems to be figures uh, on fish. Like, in theory, if Britain leaves the EU, it has, in theory, control of all its fishing waters. In theory, it could kick off the European boats side. But clearly, that's not a practical solution. There wouldn't be able to fish the waters. They wouldn't be able to sell the fish that they take uh, into the European Union. So, okay, so and we're trying to uh, negotiate access and quotas. Uh, and well.
1: Okay, and I know I asked you, what are the implications if there's no deal? But what actually are the implications if there is a deal?
0: Well, the implications if there is a deal is that there won't be tariffs on goods. So that's that's a major win. And it's a major win for the agriculture industry because the tariff on beef would, would make beef hugely prohibitively expensive on the British market we would have to subsidise it massively in particular and that would have huge implications for farmers Um, but the implications of a deal are are still what what I talked about earlier that if if you're trading with Great Britain and companies in Great Britain there is increased paperwork anyway, there is uh, VAT issues anyway, there is customs checks anyway Um, so we've been asking people and as I said businesses are preparing to prepare for this this is happening deal or no deal um, and you know we see already a lot of the queues then in Dover and Calais. That's, that's even while they're still part of the European Union, while they're still okay. Uh, the, the document document documentary checks not in place yet.
1: Okay. Well, as the saying goes, we'll have to watch this space between now and December thirty first. That's uh, Minister of European Affairs and Fianna Fáil TD for me, the Easter uh, Thomas Byrne on the line there.
0: Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra.